Hi everyone, welcome to Bible on the Beach. Down here at Lowers, just got done surfing. Today we're going to be in Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 12. Thank you for joining me on this uh, several year journey through teaching the entire Bible on the Beach. I do this so people can grow closer to God and hear from Him every day. Now every time before I read my Bible, I always say, Hey Lord, give me the, the eyes to see, uh, give me the ears to hear, give me the heart to feel uh, what it is that you want to say to me today. Uh, and so in that spirit, uh, let's get right into it. We've been following Paul in his missionary journey, and we've been discussing the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the good and the bad, uh, the successes and the sufferings Paul's been having uh, on his journey, just like we have on our journey. Uh, you get both uh, simultaneously in life, it's because God uh, wants you to be mature, wants you to have character, so he gives you success and suffering simultaneously uh, because he's trying to accomplish his will in you and through you. See, if you follow Jesus, Jesus is on a mission to make you more like him. Uh, and so God uses uh, success and suffering uh, simultaneously to do that in our life. So pick it up in verse 1. Um, it says, When the uproar finally died down, Paul gathered the believers and encouraged their hearts. You know, we always need to be encouraged in our life. I'm 48. One of the things I do every single day is I encourage myself. How do I do it? I fill my mind with the Word of God. I fill my mind with worship. I serve. I spend time with my family. I surround myself with positive, godly friends. I do what I need to do in my life to keep myself encouraged. Paul's doing the same. He gets the believers together. Uh, he encourages them, and it's a beautiful thing. So he says he kissed them, he said goodbye, and he left for Macedonia. Every place he passed through, he brought words of great comfort and encouragement to the believers. A lot of times people think that you have to correct people to comfort them. No, no, no. The way you comfort people is by being encouraging. You know, it's a lot harder to be encouraging than to be discouraging. You should make it a goal to go through each day of your life thinking of something uplifting and encouraging that you can say to other people. My father used to tell me, my mother used to tell me, if you don't have something good to say, don't say it. I've tried to live by that. I don't always live by it, but I try to live by it. God wants us to be an encouraging people. I want you to think of someone in your life that you need to be encouraging uh, to today in your life, and God wants to use you uh, to encourage them. So he did this. Remember, Paul always took the personal responsibility to encourage the people that he had led to God, the churches that he had started. Uh, this was his pattern in his life. I ask you a question. Do you accept responsibility for the people that God has put in your life? To love them, to pray for them, to encourage them. It could be your children. It could be your friends. It could be your family. God will put people on your heart. He's put them on your heart for a reason. Because he wants you to encourage and he wants you to uplift them uh, in their life. So it says, and then he went on to Greece and he stayed there for three months. So you can see the missionary journey of Paul was very spirit-led. No one had written books. No one uh, had mentored Paul. He was led by the Spirit. And so he makes disciples. He plants churches. He goes back and he visits the, 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 the people that... Uh, whose life he had impacted. And so 
He stayed in Greece for three months, encouraging the believers there. Now he starts to feel like God is uh, calling him to Syria. So it says, just as Paul was about to sail for Syria, now back then, they didn't have automobiles, and they didn't have airplanes, they had sailboats and horses. And that was the primary way that people got around. It was a different culture, it was a different society, so things took longer. And so he thought, well, I need to go over here to Syria, I need to visit these believers. So he starts to plan his journey, he starts to plan his sailboat trip. But he learned of a plot against him by the Jews, so he decided to return by going through Macedonia. So sometimes God will tip you off when there's a trap that's been set for you. I've had this happen many, many times in my life. Literally, I'll have the hairs stand up on my arm. God will tell me, don't go there. Don't be around that person. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time God gave you a little preeminent warning? He does it to me. He does it for you. It's called having the Holy Spirit. God will warn you when you're about to get into trouble. He'll say, don't go by that person. Don't go to that place. He'll give you a warning system. The Holy Spirit is the warning system for the believer. Uh, and sometimes we deliberately run red lights in our life, and then we blame God for the outcome. No, 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 no. God doesn't play mind games. God will always warn you ahead of time before you're about to make a big mistake. It's called the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So Paul was tipped off by the Holy Spirit that there was a trap, and so Paul's able to avoid this. You know, I want you to pray right now, God, what are the traps that I need to avoid in my life today? And God will show you what to stay away from. Seven men accompanied him as far as Western Turkey. They were Sopater, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, and Timothy and Tychicus and Trophus from Western Turkey. These men went ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. So Paul's crew of people, they're waiting for him there. And so we'll pick it up in verse 6. It says, As soon as all the Passover celebrations were over, we sailed from Philippi. After five days, we joined the others in Troas, where we stayed another week. On Sunday, we gathered to take communion to hear Paul preach because he was planning to leave the next day. He continued speaking until past midnight. So it was a custom when Paul would travel and teach that yes, they prayed every day, and, and then they would teach the Bible almost every day. Then they would gather uh, to hear him explain the word of God to them. It says, he, because he was planning to leave the next day, he continued speaking until past midnight. You know, sometimes when you know God, you have a lot to say. So Paul is breaking it down for them. Uh, we, he didn't have a podcast. He didn't have a YouTube channel. Uh, he didn't have a way to capture content and distribute it in a decentralized digital fashion. Paul had to bring it and give it and leave it all in the field. Every time he taught, it's exactly what he's doing. It says, there were many flickering lights in the upstairs chamber where we were meeting, sitting in an open window, listening a young man named Eutychus. As Paul's sermon dragged on, Eutychus became drowsy and fell into a deep slumber. Sound asleep, he fell three stories to his death. Paul went downstairs, bent over the boy, and embraced him, taking him in his arms. He said to all the people gathered, stop your worrying, he's come back to life. 
Paul went back upstairs, served communion, ate a meal with him. Then he picked back up where he left off and taught until dawn. Filled with enormous joy, they took the boy home alive and everyone was encouraged. So here's the deal. You know, sometimes things happen that we don't understand. Things happen that we don't comprehend. Things happen that don't make sense. Things happen that are confusing. Things happen where our expectations are dashed. Things happen where we don't understand how God could possibly let something happen. This is one of those examples. I mean, can you imagine someone dying at church because the pastor talked too long? Now, there's been times I felt like I was gonna die because the pastor spoke too long and it was so boring. I don't tend to speak too long. I tend, I tend to speak on these about 10 minutes. And when I'm in person, I speak about 20. Uh, that's just my style. Some people prefer uh, a much longer message, a much longer sermon. I do not. I want to hear someone say what they have to say and sit down and let the Holy Spirit uh, talk to people, give people the opportunity to respond to what God is saying. But sometimes in life, things happen and we don't understand. My encouragement to you would be don't rush to quick judgments about things you don't understand. Trust God for the outcomes. A lot of times, we don't get resolution to the situation or the problem or the circumstance that we're facing until later on and later on you can look back and you can see how God was at work you know God's at work in your life today that's why I do these I hope they're encouragement I hope they bless you be lifted up be in the word today be praying walk with God today until next time thank you so much for joining me in Bible on the Beach and as always if this is helping you grow please text someone or tell someone so they can follow along I remember when we had one subscriber now we're at 48 people are learning they're growing they're sharing this it's good uh, and until next time have a beautiful day